This is section 53 of The Gilded Age. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Gilded Age, A Tale of Today, by Mark Twain and C. D. Warner. Chapter 53. The session was drawing toward its close. Senator Dilworthy thought he would run out west and shake hands with his constituents and let them look at him. The legislature, whose duty it would be to re-elect him to the United States Senate, was already in session. Mr. Dilworthy considered his re-election certain, but he was a careful, painstaking man, and if by visiting his state he could find the opportunity to persuade a few more legislators to vote for him, he held the journey to be well worth taking. The university bill was safe now. He could leave it without fear. It needed his presence and his watching no longer. But there was a person in his state legislature who did need watching, a person who, Senator Dilworthy said, was a narrow, grumbling, uncomfortable malcontent, a person who was stolidly opposed to reform and progress, and him, a person who, he feared, had been bought with money to combat him, and through him the Commonwealth's welfare and its politics purity. "'If this person, noble,' said Mr. Dilworthy, in a little speech at a dinner-party given him by some of his admirers, "'merely desired to sacrifice me, I would willingly offer up my political life on the altar of my dear state's wheel. I would be glad and grateful to do it. But when he makes of me but a cloak to hide his deeper designs, when he proposes to strike through me at the heart of my beloved state, all the lion in me is roused, and I say here I stand, solitary and alone, but unflinching, unquailing, thrice-armed with my sacred trust, and whoso passes to do evil to this fair domain that looks to me for protection must do so over my dead body. He further said that if this noble were a pure man, and merely misguided, he could bear it but that he should succeed in his wicked designs through a base use of money would leave a blot upon his state which would work untold evil to the morals of the people, and that he would not suffer. The public morals must not be contaminated. He would seek this man noble, he would argue, he would persuade, he would appeal to his honor. When he arrived on the ground he found his friends unterrified. They were standing firmly by him and were full of courage. Noble was working hard, too, but matters were against him. He was not making much progress. Mr. Dilworthy took an early opportunity to send for Mr. Noble. He had a midnight interview with him, and urged him to forsake his evil ways. He begged him to come again and again, which he did. He finally sent the man away at three o'clock one morning, and when he was gone, Mr. Dilworthy said to himself, "'I feel a good deal relieved now.' a great deal relieved. The senator now turned his attention to matters touching the souls of his people. He appeared in church. He took a leading part in prayer meetings. He met and encouraged the temperance societies. He graced the sewing circles of the ladies with his presence, and even took a needle now and then, and made a stitch or two upon a calico shirt for some poor Bibleless pagan of the South Seas, and this act enchanted the ladies, who regarded the garments thus honored as in a manner sanctified. The senator wrought in Bible classes, and nothing could keep him away from the Sunday schools, neither sickness nor storms nor weariness. He even traveled a tedious thirty miles in a poor little rickety stage-coach to comply with the desire of the miserable hamlet of Cattleville that he would let its Sunday school look upon him. 
all the town was assembled at the stage office when he arrived two bonfires were burning and a battery of anvils was popping exultant broadsides for a united states senator was a sort of god in the understanding of these people who never had seen any creature mightier than a county judge to them a united states senator was a vast vague colossus an awe-inspiring unreality next day everybody was at the village church a full half-hour before time for sunday school to open ranchmen and farmers had come with their families from five miles around all eager to get a glimpse of the great man the man who had been to washington the man who had seen the president of the united states and had even talked with him the man who had seen the actual washington monument perhaps touched it with his hands when the senator arrived the church was crowded the windows were full the aisles were packed so was the vestibule and so indeed was the yard in front of the building as he worked his way through to the pulpit on the arm of the minister and followed by the envied officials of the village every neck was stretched and every eye twisted around intervening obstructions to get a glimpse elderly people directed each other's attention and said there that's him with the grand noble forehead boys nudged each other and said hi johnny here he is there that's him with a peeled head the senator took his seat in the pulpit with the minister on one side of him and the superintendent of the sunday school on the other the town dignitaries sat in an impressive row within the altar railings below the sunday school children occupied ten of the front benches dressed in their best and most uncomfortable clothes and with hair combed and faces too clean to feel natural so awed were they by the presence of a living united states senator that during three minutes not a spitball was thrown after that they began to come to themselves by degrees and presently the spell was wholly gone and they were reciting verses and pulling hair the usual sunday-school exercises were hurried through and then the minister got up and bored the house with a speech built on the customary sunday-school plan then the superintendent put in his oar then the town dignitaries had their say they all made complimentary reference to their friend the senator and told what a great and illustrious man he was and what he had done for his country and for religion and temperance and exhorted the little boys to be good and diligent and try to become like him some day the speakers won the deathless hatred of the house by these delays but at last there was an end and hope revived inspiration was about to find utterance senator dilworthy rose and beamed upon the assemblage for a full minute in silence then he smiled with an access of sweetness upon the children and began my little friends for i hope that all these bright-faced little people are my friends and will let me be their friend my little friends i have travelled much i have been in many cities and many states everywhere in our great and noble country and by the blessing of providence i have been permitted to see many gatherings like this but i am proud i am truly proud to say that i never have looked upon so much intelligence so much grace such sweetness of disposition as i see in the charming young countenances i see before me at this moment i have been asking myself as i sat here where am i 
am i in some far-off monarchy looking upon little princes and princesses no am i in some populous centre of my own country where the choicest children of the land have been selected and brought together as at a fair for a prize no am i in some strange foreign clime where the children are marvels that we know not of no then where am i yes where am i i am in a simple remote unpretending settlement of my own dear state and these are the children of the noble and virtuous men who have made me what i am my soul is lost in wonder at the thought and i humbly thank him to whom we are but as worms of the dust that he has been pleased to call me to serve such men earth has no higher no grander position for me let kings and emperors keep their tinsel crowns i want them not my heart is here again i thought is this a theatre no is it a concert or a gilded opera no is it some other vain brilliant beautiful temple of soul-staining amusement and hilarity no then what is it what did my consciousness reply i ask you my little friends what did my consciousness reply it replied it is the temple of the lord ah think of that now i could hardly keep the tears back i was so grateful oh how beautiful it is to see these ranks of sunny little faces assembled here to learn the way of life to learn to be good to learn to be useful to learn to be pious to learn to be great and glorious men and women to learn to be props and pillars of the state and shining lights in the councils and the households of the nation to be bearers of the banner and soldiers of the cross in the rude campaigns of life and raptured souls in the happy fields of paradise hereafter children honor your parents and be grateful to them for providing for you the precious privileges of a sunday school now my dear little friends sit up straight and pretty there that, that's it and give me your attention and let me tell you about a poor little sunday school scholar i once knew he lived in the far west and his parents were poor they could not give him a costly education but they were good and wise and they sent him to the sunday school he loved the sunday school i hope you love your sunday school ah, i see by your faces that you do that is right well this poor little boy was always in his place when the bell rang and he always knew his lesson for his teachers wanted him to learn and he loved his teachers dearly always love your teachers my children for they love you more than you can know now he would not let bad boys persuade him to go to play on sunday there was one little bad boy who was always trying to persuade him but he never could so this poor little boy grew up to be a man and had to go out in the world far from home and friends to earn his living 
temptations lay all about him and sometimes he was about to yield but he would think of some precious lesson he learned in his sunday school a long time ago and that would save him by and by he was elected to the legislature then he did everything he could for sunday schools he got laws passed for them he got sunday schools established wherever he could and by and by the people made him governor and he said it was all owing to the sunday school after a while the people elected him a representative to the congress of the united states and he grew very famous now temptations assailed him on every hand people tried to get him to drink wine to dance to go to theaters they even tried to buy his vote but no the memory of his sunday school saved him from all harm he remembered the fate of the bad little boy who used to try to get him to play on sunday and who grew up and became a drunkard and was hanged he remembered that and was glad he never yielded and played on sunday well at last what do you think happened why the people gave him a towering illustrious position a grand imposing position and what do you think it was what should you say it was children it was senator of the united states that poor little boy that loved his sunday school became that man that man stands before you all that he is he owes to the sunday school my precious children love your parents love your teachers love your sunday school be pious be obedient be honest be diligent and then you will succeed in life and be honored of all men above all things my children be honest above all things be pure-minded as the snow let us join in prayer when senator dilworthy departed from cattleville he left three dozen boys behind him arranging a campaign of life whose objective point was the united states senate when he arrived at the state capitol at midnight mr noble came and held a three hours conference with him and then as he was about leaving said i've worked hard and i've got them at last six of them haven't got quite backbone enough to slew around and come right out for you on the first ballot tomorrow but they are going to vote against you on the first for the sake of appearances and then come out for you all in a body on the second i've fixed all that by supper time tomorrow you'll be re-elected and you can go to bed and sleep easy on that after mr noble was gone the senator said well to bring about a complexion of things like this was worth coming west for end of chapter fifty three